0: All right. Hello, and what is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me for another episode of the podcast. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about the differences between training for size and training for strength. So, Specifically, we're going to talk about um, how to build muscle and the approach that you should take if building muscle is your goal, and the same thing for training for strength. And What we're going to break down is actually about how the two of those things Uh, differ from each other because I think common knowledge is if you train to build muscle, you're going to get stronger. Or if you train to get stronger, you're going to build muscle. And technically there are some truths to that, but um, there actually are very distinct training styles and focuses that you probably should have if one or the other Is your goal. So, we're going to dive into all of that on the podcast today, and I'm super excited to dive into it. Um, Before we do, though, as always, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If this is the first time you're listening, you can find it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, You can also find video episodes of these podcasts on my Facebook page and my YouTube uh, channel. And You know, social media wise, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Search for Chris Gates Fitness and you'll find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, like I mentioned, just search for uh, my name or my business. Um, And my business is, uh, I'm in the business of coaching people to their fitness, nutrition, health goals. Um, What I do is I work with people across the country to put together programming that works them towards whatever their specific goal is. So it could be losing weight, could be building muscle, like we're going to talk about today, or getting stronger, like we're going to talk about today, uh, or really anything in between. I've trained people to run half marathons and marathons, uh, do competitions like weightlifting meets or powerlifting meets, really whatever your goal is. If you want to achieve something with fitness and nutrition, that's what I love to do. That's what I work with people to uh, you know, get the end results that you're looking for. So uh, find me on my website, chrisgatesfitness.com. Uh, on there is a coaching page that outlines all of the different coaching packages that i offer really it's pretty straightforward and simple we work together to help you do the things that you want to do Uh, additionally on my website there are hundreds of articles on training nutrition uh, mindset at home workout routines really anything that you could be looking for to try and put things together for yourself and what we're going to dive into today is the first of a four-part series and really helping you Figure out how to put together a program for yourself. So I want to put as much free information out there as I can to help you achieve the goals that you have. Um, and I'm excited to dive into this week's podcast episode. So thanks again for joining me. Um, and real quick, before we actually dive into the meat of the episode, last last week I ended our episode with kind of a random thought, and I thought, you know what? I'd rather put these at the beginning because. We're going to focus pretty specifically on one central topic, but if we could add some other fodder to these episodes, I think it would be worthwhile and, and hopefully helpful. And you know, I have thoughts that come to mind all the time about fitness and nutrition and just people pursuing goals in these arenas. And uh, I try to make things very simple for people. And something I shared recently was uh, about weight loss. So humor me for a moment as I, I share this thought with you. Um, If you lose one to one and a half pounds a month, uh, which is a completely healthy and successful rate of weight loss, let's establish that up front. Um, You would be down around 15 pounds after one year. And then think about that. 15 pounds of body fat is a lot of body fat. That's a humongous success. But I feel like a lot of people would look at 15 pounds over 12 months and think like, wow, that's, that's it. That's all you were able to do. But think about if you did that. If you had that slow rate of weight loss over an entire year, you lose 15 pounds of body fat. And I bet that in the process of doing that over the course of an entire year, I would bet that you're able to keep that weight off long term because if you did that over the course of an entire year. You had to change a lot about your lifestyle and your routine to be able to lose that weight consistently, be consistent over 12 months, and keep it off. I bet, I bet that you keep that weight off long term as well. The the transformation that you'd go through in that process is probably not one that you could put on social media and blow people away with, but... That's not really the point, right? The point is if you have a weight loss goal to get a little bit healthier. And if you're able to do that, what I just outlined, like a a pound to a pound and a half a month and do that consistently, I bet you can keep it off over time. And that's the most important thing of all. It's not about chasing likes on social media and stuff like that. What it's really about is you getting a little bit healthier. Um, so think about that. If if you're going through a dieting, uh, if you're trying to pursue a dieting goal that you have, or if you know somebody else that is, support yourself or support them by realizing how big of a transformation that could actually be for you and how much it could change you over time. You would be a much different person over time if you took that approach and you were consistent enough to do it over the course of 12 months that to me is what dieting success is it's being able to be consistent it's about completely changing the lifestyle habits that you have so that you not only lose weight now but you're able to keep it off long term i think that's i think that's huge and and i just wanted to share that at the top of the episode so uh chew on that one a little bit and let me know if you have Uh, any feedback or or thoughts uh, about that thought that I had. So, All right, let's dive into the main topic of the episode. Again, we're talking about the differences between training for size and training for strength. So, The concepts of training for size, which is building muscle, and training for strength, which is lifting heavier weight, they're often lumped together. I mentioned that at the beginning. Um, I will occasionally hear people say, or I'll have people come to me and say, I want to get stronger. And in reality, what they're what they mean is they don't really care about you know if they can add fifty pounds to their squat or anything like that. What they want is they want to build muscle. Conversely, I'll I'll also hear kind of the the other end of the this topic, which is somebody will say I want to build muscle, but really what they're after is they want to add that fifty pounds to their squat. They just think well I have to add muscle, I have to build muscle to add weight to the bar over time, and. Like I said, there's crossover between the two. It 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 would be silly to act like there isn't. You know, adding more muscle is going to help you get stronger. Uh, and and yes, getting stronger is going to help you lift more weight. And if you can lift more weight, you can apply more of a stimulus to your muscles, and that's going to help lead to greater muscle growth. So there's certainly crossover between the two of these. And I don't want to act like. Um, I, the, the, these are two completely separate ideologies. They're not. They're, there's a lot of similarities, but there are distinct differences between the two in terms of if you really want to do one or the other and you want to do it effectively, you should probably focus your training in the direction that is going to support that goal That you have. So this is the first uh, of a series of articles that I have on my website and podcast episodes that I'm releasing here on the podcast uh, to help you learn how to build muscle and build strength and set up a program that helps you work towards those lifting goals that you have. So today we're going to outline the differences between training for size and strength, because I feel like that's a logical place to start. And in future episodes, we're going to dive into specifically how to build a program for building muscle, specifically how to build a program for building strength. And then at the end, we're going to talk about how recovery fits in um, and nutrition. And I think that'll help round things out because you can't talk about these strategies or these goals without factoring in recovery and nutrition because if you don't, if you don't have that dialed in, doesn't matter. You know, a lot of what you do in the gym probably doesn't matter. So, um, so those are the two we're talking about today, training for size and training for strength. And I think we can start with training for size because I think for most people, building muscle is a more popular goal. I feel like a lot of people out there want to build a little bit of muscle. Um, you know, maybe it's tied into some other goals you have, but like nobody wants to, even if you want to lose weight, nobody wants to lose muscle, right? Uh, You want to have that lean kind of toned look. Um, And uh, muscle mass, the more muscle mass you have has been associated with a lot of positive health benefits uh, and longevity of life. And we've talked about that in other episodes and other articles, so I'm not going to rehash all that for you. But I feel like training for size and building muscle is the most popular goal of the two. Um, So, What does it mean to to train for size? Um, For starters, overall training volume. uh, That is going to be the primary driver driver for muscle growth. And what training volume is, is uh, the amount of sets and reps and weight that you lift uh, either in a session or each week. I think it's kind of easy to look at it on a weekly basis because that's how we live our lives, right? So weekly training volume, how many reps, sets, weight, how much weight you lift, uh, each week. And um, you know, even if you're just getting started or if you've been at it for a long time, there are some general volume recommendations that are pretty um, are pretty standardized across people where these recommendations work for just about everybody. Of course, there always are some outliers. But in terms of weekly sets, um, a lot of the research suggests that between somewhere between ten and twenty, hard sets per muscle group each week is going to help you maximize the amount of muscle that you're able to build. Um, And within those sets, uh, the rep ranges really can vary quite a bit. So uh, really, if you're following between five reps per set and 30 reps per set, uh, you're going to be in a, a muscle building range, if you will, a hypertrophy range. And, uh, you know, often you're probably gonna be best off if you have some very some variance within that five to 30 rep range. So if you do multiple exercises for a specific muscle group, maybe some of them are on the heavier end, so you have a higher load, but you're lifting it for fewer reps. And then um, some other exercises for that same muscle group, maybe you're lifting lighter weight and you're doing it for higher reps. Uh, you get the picture. Uh, doing heavy singles or doubles or triples of any exercises Really isn't going to help you build very much muscle. The exercises where we do heavy singles or doubles or triples are normally the bench press, the squat, the deadlift, those strength specific movements. And, um, you know, that we're going to talk how that lends itself to strength training uh, in a little bit here. But, uh, you know, doing, think about other movements that you could do to build muscle, doing heavy singles of bicep curls. It really doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know what you're going to get out of that. You're going to get one really heavy rep, uh, which is, I I mean, maybe that's cool, I guess, but it's probably going to look awful. Uh, you might hurt yourself and you're not going to get near the volume that you need. So you need to be performing at least you know five reps per set, give or take, uh, and up to 30 within that rep range. You may have heard um, from friends or people at the gym or personal trainers You know, the eight to 12 rep range is for building muscle and the one to five rep range is uh, for building strength. And, you know, that's actually pretty good advice. It's not a bad place to start. You could start with that eight to 12 rep range to build muscle. And play around with it, and over time, find out what exercises you really like going heavy with. And maybe you drop it down to five reps or six reps. And then maybe there's some other exercises, you know, for smaller muscle groups, like you know, lateral raises or bicep curls or things like that, where it feels really good to go up to 20 reps per set. You can play with things over time. Um, but that, you know, that that general advice is actually not not uh, not terrible to to get yourself started with. So that touches on sets. And reps, and you know, a few minutes ago I said 10 to 20 hard sets per muscle group each week, and we should talk about what hard sets means. So um, it's going to be specific to each individual, but generally speaking, I think it means we're getting relatively close to failure, uh, or potentially even hitting failure occasionally. I don't think that going to failure on every set for every muscle group, every training session is going to benefit you. In fact, there's a lot of research out there that says that's, that's not going to be the most optimal. So I think getting, you know, within one, two, three, four reps of failure, um, you know, for the different exercises is it's going to be enough stimulus to help your body, uh, to encourage your body to grow. Um, but not so much that you're totally you know, trashed after that workout and you can't come back and train the next day. So, uh, hard means legitimately training hard. And, and you can think about approaching failure and how close you are, uh, or just, you know, when you walk out of the gym, you should feel like you put in an effort. Your, your training sessions shouldn't be easy. Um, as with anything, you know, you're going to have to have some personal accountability, commitment to the process to, uh, actually grow muscle if training for size is something that you're trying to do. So. I think that rounds that out. And now let's talk about how you make progress. Well, you should progressively train harder and harder over time. When we're talking about training to build muscle, your goal when you go into the gym should be to get a ton of stimulus on the muscles that you're targeting. So uh, the weight that you're using is actually less important than the stimulus that you're giving to the muscle groups that you're training that day. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's kind of pointless to do 50-pound dumbbell curls to train your arms uh, if you're feeling it just as much in your shoulders and in your back as you are your biceps. Uh, that's not effective training. What would be effective training is maybe you scale it down to doing bicep curls with 20 pounds and you do several sets that are close to failure and you really feel the muscle working and you're able to you know pinpoint that muscle group with each and every rep Uh, that is going to provide you with much more effective training stimulus than you know trying to add load each and every week and ways that you could progress with that is so if you're doing 20 pounds on your dumbbell curls if you say you're doing three sets perhaps you could start off by adding a rep or two to each set in your training sessions. And, and once you continually add up reps, you know then maybe you can add an additional set or maybe that's the point in time where you can choose to bump it up five pounds and do 25 pounds for your bicep curls. Um, slowly and progressively adding volume over time. That volume can be adding reps, adding sets or adding weight, but doing it, And lifting with intention and making sure that you're zeroing in on those muscle groups that you're trying to train is going to be what is a clear indicator of progress. That is going to be much more progress than you carelessly adding weight session to session, compromising form and technique just because you think you have to. You don't have to. There's a number of ways that you can progress. Unfortunately, it seems like the only way we look at progress is if you can add weight to the bar or add weight to the dumbbell or whatever it may be, but that's just not the case. Um, chances are if you're not focusing on form and technique, you're recruiting us other muscle groups into the movements that you're doing, and it takes stimulus away from those targeted muscle groups that we've been talking about, And that's not going to be helpful. So hopefully from this breakdown, you could see that building muscle is all about focused effort and precision with those muscle groups that you're specifically trying to train and grow, direct stimulus to those muscle groups and slowly and progressively increasing your training volume over time. So now we've talked about training for size. Let's dive into what training for strength is all about. And we'll talk about how some of the concepts for training for strength differ from training for size. Okay, so as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, some of the same principles apply here. You know, when we're talking about training for strength and training for size, some of the same principles we just talked about apply. Um, working hard, training legitimately hard in your sessions. You need to do that for training for size and training for strength. You need to apply a stimulus to the body. These, It's gonna be the same, uh, regardless of what your goal is, and paying careful attention to form and technique. That's going to apply to both of these regardless of what your goal is. But when we talk about that stimulus, that's actually where we kind of take a little bit of a veer. If we're hitting a fork in the road, we're going a little bit in the opposite direction here when we talk about what type of stimulus your body needs when you're training for size as opposed to if you're uh, training for strength. So when training for strength, you're primarily actually training your body's central nervous system. So uh, the gains that you're going to make when you train for strength are due in large part to neurological changes in your body that allow you to lift more weight over time. The goal of training for strength is specifically to add weight to the exercises you're trying to get stronger at over time. It's not about accumulating greater training volume over time. We wrapped up the training for size, building muscle section with you want to progressively increase your training volume over time. That's not necessarily what you want to do if you want to get uh, stronger. Uh, in fact, your training volume should actually probably, it's going to be much lower uh, than when you're training for size, but um, it, 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 it's probably going to remain relatively stable throughout. You should be very specific in the exercise selection that you have In order to maximize performance and really just hammer away at the performance of those specific lifts lifts you're trying to get stronger at. So um, let's go back to rep ranges. We talked about that at the outset. Improving strength is largely done in the lower rep ranges, so one to five reps. Um, and it's largely done for barbell movements, like the squat, the bench press, the deadlift. If, if you're after improving your one rep max for the bicep curls, like we talked about before, I don't know what to tell you. That's a really stupid, uh, pursuit. <laughs> it's it, you're not going to get much out of it. Um, most strength-based work is specifically focused on the barbell movements. Um, and within a training session, you're probably going to do, uh, those barbell movements first in a training session. And follow it up with some accessory exercises um, that'll be at a higher rep range, uh, above that one to five rep range, uh, to promote some muscle growth um, and uh, also, you know, supplement uh, the the strength movement that you're trying to get stronger at. So. You know, if you're trying to get stronger at the bench press, you may follow it up with um, some additional work to build up your pecs, and you may do some tricep work because your triceps are involved in uh, the bench press, primarily the upper part of the movement to lock out the bar. That might be something uh, that you're, that might be what a training for strength session looks like. Um, So to reiterate, you don't get stronger because you can do more and more sets and work over time. You get stronger by lifting heavy, which primes your body's central nervous system that we talked about before to accommodate lifting heavy. This allows you to add weight to the bar over time. And you also get stronger by practicing these specific movements that you want to improve your strength on and doing it over and over and over again. If you want to get good at a skill, uh, lifting is like any other skill. You need to prioritize it. You need to practice it and you need to perfect uh, the way that you do it. So repetition with strength work is going to be huge. Um, I talked about bench press before, often in uh, strength workouts and within a strength program, if you're trying to improve maybe your squat, you may do several sets in that one to five rep range um, to work on lifting heavy weight. And then you may follow that up with continuing to do squats, but doing a variation of a squat with less weight on the bar and focusing on some specific piece of your form or technique. So you may do pause squats where you come down to the bottom of the movement and you pause and then try to explode to the top. You're doing this with less weight, but you're doing it to improve uh, the bar speed of the the squat exercise that you're doing. Um, You may also do a wider stance squat or a closed stance squat to work on building up some muscle in your legs Uh, there's there's a ton of different variations that you could do uh, where you're still doing technically the same exercise um and it just goes back to what i was saying about how you need to practice 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 these movements so that you can get as efficient at them as you possibly can be so you can see there's a there's much less overall work being done in a strength-based workout and especially as when you compare it to what you would do in a workout to build muscle Probably at most you're hitting the bottom end of that 10 hard sets guideline, but like we've outlined here, the repetitions you're doing within those sets uh, are, are going to be much fewer. There's not a lot of strength athletes that I know that are doing 30 rep sets of, <laughs> of anything um, that just is not very common. So the, the training styles are specifically different. Um, and the last thing I'll touch on is that for strength-based workouts specifically, the recovery time is going to be, much different than when training to build muscle. So I talked about, you know, when you walk out of the gym and you're trying to build muscle, you should feel like you put in a legitimate effort. And that's true. But you shouldn't feel like you got like hit by a car. (laughs) Strength workouts can often make you feel like you got hit by a car. Your joints are sore and achy. Um, You know, your back is aching from having the barbell on your back. Uh, You're just completely wasted. Uh, At the end of a workout to build muscle, um, you should feel like you put in an honest effort, but your bot—you shouldn't be dragging yourself out of the gym. Uh, it's often not not the same as a as a strength-based workout or any type of a strength program. So, um, it, these workouts in, in a strength program are typically exhausting. They typically take a very long time, much longer than for workouts to build muscle. And part of the reason this is part of the reason why the overall workload uh, is going to be lower for a strength program as opposed to a muscle building program. So in conclusion, I I, I hope that this helped you get an idea of what, you know, proper programming looks like for building muscle and what proper programming looks like for, you know, building strength. And if you hit up my website, chrisgatesfitness.com, I have an article on this topic, the differences between training for size and training for strength. And at the bottom of it, I have a table built out where there are just some key points uh, to each Training style. So, training for size, I have six key points. Training for strength, I have six key points that I think are helpful to just be able to reference. So, go check that out uh, if you want just a quick summary of everything we've talked about here that you can go back to in case you need to pick up something that was discussed on this episode. Uh, it's probably easier than trying to scroll back and forth uh, on whatever you're listening to the podcast on. But um, so to conclude, you know, if you work out in a public gym, Take a look around the next time you're in there. You're, you're probably able to see the differences in these two training styles playing out in real time because uh, in most cases, the biggest people in the gym, <clears throat> those with the most muscle, they're going to be found doing what we talked about, doing a lot of sets, reps, um, and and uh, you know, there's a ton of volume in the workout that they're doing, a bunch of different exercises too. Um, but those biggest people aren't always the strongest people in the gym, because you're going to find other people like power lifters uh, that are in the gym that are able to lift super heavy weight, um, but they're only doing it for a handful of reps. They're taking long rest periods in between their sets. They're in the gym for a really long time, and they might not be the most visually stunning person. You know, they might not look like this crazy jacked guy or crazy jacked girl, um, because, you know, that's just not fitting the goals that they have. Their goal is to lift the most weight, um, not be the biggest person in the gym. So there's a distinct training style for both. I hope I helped uh, you get your arms around the differences between the two. And in the coming weeks, like I said at the beginning, we're going to talk about what designing a program looks like for both of these so that if one of these is your goal, training for size or training for strength, Um, you're able to start putting the pieces together. So uh, I hope you will keep an eye out for future podcast episodes and articles. And um, I want to thank you for joining me for this one. So as always, you know, like I said at the outset, Chris Gates Fitness is where you can find everything uh, that I put out there. So podcast episodes, articles, videos, all that good stuff. Um, and, uh, I am also a coach and I would love to work with you if you have a goal based around training for size or training for strength or, you know, anything else that, uh, that you might want to do with fitness or nutrition. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can get contact me, um, in, in any way you'd like. There's a contact section on my website. You can reach out to me or you can hit me up on any of the social media platforms. Again, the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Uh, just search for Chris Gates Fitness. You'll find me there and I'd love to talk to you. So uh, thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. I'm excited to uh, have the second installment of this series uh, coming out in a couple weeks and I hope you join me for it. But until then, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, see ya.